uh, I just, someone just said to me, three, two, go. Like, you know, I, they should have at least given me one. But they didn't. But we are live on Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. We are live on YouTube Comedy Schools. Hello, YouTubists. Would you be a YouTubist or a YouTuber or a YouTubista? YouTuber. I don't like that YouTuber. I like a YouTubist. If I were going to be very active on YouTube, I would like to be known as a YouTubist. YouTubista. That's who I would like to be. Um, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, uncles and brothers, sisters and distant relations. Uh, welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Vizic. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Arizona time, Mountain Standard time. Um, at 2 p.m., we are your daily distraction for all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla enveloping our world today. All right. Um, we talk about three things on three platforms. We're on three platforms, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, where you can just listen in. Just you can go about your chores. You know what I mean? You can, you can stand on your Roomba and make sure it does its job. Okay? Yeah, that's right. You could boss around your, you could be abusive to your Roomba. I wonder if you could do that. I wonder if anybody saw you like if there was a Roomba in your house. Ah, here's an eye. What if there's a Roomba? You got a Roomba. All right, and it's vacuuming. But then you decide to take a ball bat to it. Do you think anybody would like accuse you of Roomba abuse? They wouldn't. But all you have to do is change one thing. All you have to do is put a little sound in that Roomba. Like, so if you hit it with a ball bat, it went, then somebody would, they'd pass a law against ball bat and Roombas. You, uh, you mark my words. I don't know if anybody wants to put that theory to the test. Um, ha. Okay, I'm off to the races already. Three platforms, Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com, YouTube, Comedy Schools, Facebook Live, my personal page, Tony Visick, Um, And we do three things. We, uh, we interface with you, the audience, with your questions and comments here on the aforementioned social media platforms. We, uh, we uh, then display, we display uh, some trinket, memorabilia, autograph, some uh, curiosity that we have sitting around here in the home office uh, and sometimes try to develop a little story around it. And we recommend uh, to artists our piece of music based off of our massive and deep vinyl album collection. I got a couple cool ones for you today from the great era of rock. So, uh, like I said, it's 2 p.m. Friday. Um, tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Gannon, I see you're watching. I will uh, call you later on today. Joe Gannon sent me a message, and I'm going to answer his message, but it's going to be later on early evening. Um, the hell was I just talking about for Joe Gannon interrupted me? That damn Joe Gannon and his interruptions. Um, no, I wasn't talking about Roombas. I was done with Roombas. We were off of Roombas. I was going to mention that tomorrow, Saturday, we are on at 7 p.m., not 2 p.m. Saturday is the one day of the week. Saturday night is the loneliest night of the week. Uh, is the one uh, day or night of the week where we are, we broadcast in the evening and not in the morning or in the afternoon. So not 2 p.m. tomorrow. Tomorrow at 7 p.m. Then, of course, Sunday, back to 2 p.m. for your comfort. For your enjoyment, 
Okay, we're back there. We're going to be back there for you right at two o'clock, two o'clockers. And uh, but Sunday night, I got something fun for you. I've got Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier. This is one of the few live stand-up comedy shows going on Zoom today. Uh, some people claim that we were the first one doing it, that we were the grandfather of these type of shows. I don't mind being called a grandfather at this advanced age, not at all. Um, but it's tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. I mean, Sunday night at 7 o'clock. Tickets are easy to get. 10 bucks on ComedySchools.com. When you buy a ticket to our Sunday night show, you're buying three things. Entertainment. You're buying into the economy because we pay the comics out of the proceeds. And we donate money to the Maricopa Food Pantry. So uh, that's what we'll be doing Sunday night. Okay? We're going to be doing that. But right now, what we're doing is talking about the stuff we got in front of us. Um, I guess... Shock of all shocks. They're not going to have a big jam-packed, banner-waving, sign-holding, balloon-dropping, yelling and screaming convention in Jacksonville, Florida for the Republican Party. That you got to follow the thought on this. It originally was supposed to be held in... Uh, I want to say Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. I've been to most of these towns. Charlotte is a great town. It's a great city. Okay? It's supposed to be held in Charlotte, but the Democratic mayor of Charlotte went, I don't know about a giant convention indoors. You know, might not be a good idea. What with people getting sick and whatnot, and people dropping dead, and no rooms in the hospitals, and half our businesses shut down. Might not be a good idea, big convention. Donald. And then Donald went, would I just take it out, take it somewhere else? Because we're, we're having a butt rub convention. One where people are just packed in so together that they're rubbing butts and, and grabbing butts. People said, I grab people by, well, this will be a butt grabbing, be so close to be a butt grabbing convention. And we're doing it. And we're better than to be an ass grabber than Jacksonville, Florida. So there the Republican Party went down to Jacksonville. And uh, <laughs> I can imagine the meeting. Members of the Republican National Committee sat down with the distinguished uh, city leaders of Jacksonville, and they said, uh, we would like to hold the Republican convention here. And one went, what the hell you all come here for? It ain't spring break. What the hell, what, you want to buy tires? We got tires for sale, doesn't you? Want? And then someone else going, hey, hey, daddy, tell him if, ask if we're going to get any money. See if we're going to get any money. So Jacksonville is uh, uh, not, when you think of Florida, when you think of uh, that's not Jacksonville. Jacksonville is kind of like uh, Mississippi without an education. So uh, I've been to Jacksonville. I played clubs there many times. Uh, I really enjoyed my time in Jacksonville because I'm probably white trash myself. Uh, but I work against it. Um, but then Jacksonville said, okay, you come on down here. Can I have your ass grabbing convention? We're all going to stand around and just grab each other's asses. We'll be so close. That's how you make friends in Jacksonville. You just walk up and grab some on the ass. If they don't punch you, you go, well, ha, dogs. Let's go get a sarsaparilla. But now they're not having the convention there because of the coronavirus. You know? Uh, I posted something the other day. I go, if things get any worse for them, then the whole convention is going to be in a TikTok video. That'd be cool. Donald Trump, you know, and Donald Trump Jr. You know how they do those split dance things? Uh, the kids do that on TikTok where it's one screen, but they're in separate places. They're both doing the same dance. You know, that, 
That's how he's going to... Don't tell him I said this. Do not tell President Donald J. Trump that I said this, but if he and Don Jr. make some of those TikTok... And, he, 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 he. Like that... <laughs> they might win. They might win. But I think that's what his convention is going to be. Just a series of 30-second TikTok videos. We nominate for the Republican Party. <laughs> no, they're gonna put the convention on TikTok. That's what I'm saying. You know? You know. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I'll probably erase this show because I did that horrible. Uh, Paul Whitney says my new name means me Tony TikTok. Hello, I'm Tony TikTok. How are you today? Daniel Wayne would tune into that. That concerns me for you, Daniel. That concerns me for you. <laughs> so uh, that was the big thing I saw uh, like the kids do. That's right. That's right. We could get up there. That's right. We get up there and dance like the kids. Or we better than the kids, larger than the kids, bigger than the kids have ever danced. The greatest dance. You know, um, Jesus. Anyway, set to Bollywood music. Uh, Daniel Wayne said he's recording this. What says TGIS? Maybe that's some sort of, maybe that's part of your QAnon code, Daniel. I don't know. This. You must remember this. Uh, <laughs> I was not planning on having this good of a time today. You know what it is, too, and I'm going to tell you exactly, is that uh, I was uh, ill with sickness for several days. I, uh, I seem to be prone to food poisoning. I get food poisoning very easily. I, I really react. And I've had it like four or five times in the last year. Um, and I don't know, you know, people say, do you wash your vegetables? And I go, well, yeah, well, I wash them. I don't take them in the shower with me. I don't play with them like a rubber duck. You know, but uh, who knows? Who knows, man? I don't know. But uh, from about Monday afternoon up until uh, late last night, I was feeling a, little, feeling a little poorly. I mean, if you were watching like uh, the Tuesday show or Wednesday show, I cut it at 15 minutes. But today, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, I did have uh, some trouble not too long ago in the store as I'm trying to stay ahead of things. You know, as I'm trying to be as cognizant as I can of uh, uh, really being a progressive person, you know, and right and wrongs. I, I got in a jam the other day at the store because uh, because I'm so prone to food poisoning, I really look at the produce when we go to the grocery store. I mean, I really check it out. Because you can wash that stuff, but sometimes the dirt's like gotten down inside the onion or something. Then you got onion dirt festering, you know? So I take a look to see if it's dirty or not. And uh, there was, uh, I was in the store. It was pretty crowded. Standing with Shirley, okay? And I'm looking at this produce, and I'm looking at, I'm looking like the apples, and I'm looking at the pears, Look at the palm, and they had dirt all over them. Dirt. And I was talking to her, and somebody overheard me, and I said, I said, what a bunch of dirty fruits. Next thing I know, they threw me out of the store, and I don't know why. So, uh, hey, let's get to the stuff, shall we? Let's get to the stuff. Um, I hold here in my hand something special, something important, something that I've never shown you before in the history of living on a thin line. 
Something, uh, onion dirt would make a great TikTok dance, says Paul Whitney. Why, thank you, Paul. Paul, and I want you to do it. Uh, Angela says, do you use fit veggie wash? This is out of goddamn hand. You know what? This is the thing. All this lower taxes stuff. I don't want government. When I was a kid, no one got food poisoning. You know, the meat was always good because the FDA was a badass organization. You know why? Because generations before my generation, people died from foodborne illnesses at an alarming rate. And the government went, we're the only entity that's going to be able to save people's lives because of our ability to muster a national coordinated response. And man, no one was getting that. And then, well, we got to have a city on a hill. And I used to be a Democrat, but uh, really I have no brain. So the everyone's really unscrewed the top of my head, put a new program in, Ron Reagan. He started that whole thing and they started cutting back and cutting back. And the FDA is a shell of itself. It's a shell of itself. The FDA is a shell of itself. So now when you go to the store, they can legally sell you food with shit on it. Because the FDA is the shell, they can sell you shit. And now I got to find out what a fit veggie wash is because uh, I want it. Uh, she says, so fit veggie wash is a conspiracy. Angela, I don't even know what it is. All right, but since I don't know what it is, it must be a conspiracy. Uh, Tim and Tina Mike says, put them in a washing machine. Are you serious, guys? Are you serious? Do you guys do that? You put your uh, vegetables in a washing machine? And don't you think, huh? I don't know. Oh, no, you know what? They're lying. They're taking advantage of my innocence. Huh? Yeah, I guess you could wash them in a dishwasher. But you know what? I don't know if you can really wash. So does anybody out there ever wash their vegetables in a dishwasher? Now, I don't think that that would be. Uh, all right. Tina might say, uh, or we just eat a Tide Pod before you eat the veggies self-wash. <laughs> Peels also. Uh, Angela Fox says it washes your freaking veggies. I think it's USDA approved. No, fit is great. Fit. I'm going to find out about it. Okay? And see if I can, see if I can scrub my onion. Then my wife will come downstairs and go, what are you doing? I go, I'm scrubbing my onion. And then I'm in another fight. Okay? Thanks. Thank you very much. Um, so here's a question with the dishwasher thing, because I'm kind of grabbing that a little bit about a way to wash your veggies without having to order another piece of equipment like the fit. I guess you could get the fit. And sit on top of your Roomba and have your onion washed while your floor is being vacuumed at the same time. Here, she's even got a website for it. FitOrganic.com. Diane Hall says it could be an allergy. Fit? No. What I, yeah, I know. I know. And we can't figure out what it is, Diane. You know, we can't figure out what it is. Uh, I've always eat, eaten terribly and continue to do so. So it just makes no sense. Whatsoever. Here's the question. You know one who could answer this if he's still here? I'm going to ask him as a champ. Champ, if you're still here. Don't you think that of all the ways that have been proffered here today to wash your veggies. That's right. Wash. To wash your veggies. Putting them in the dishwasher is probably the least effective. And I'm going to tell you why I think so. Because you have to wash your damn dishes before you put them in a the dishwasher. You got to wash your dishes, then put them in a the dishwasher. So what is the point of even having a dishwasher? And does that tell us then that the dishwasher may not be effective in the reduction of food poisoning and uh, uh, in the United States of America? Champ, 
I await your reply. Uh, the fit is not equipped vibration. Sorry, it's spray on. Spray on? Now you want me to put other crap on my food? I got food. It's got dirt on it. And now you want me to spray what? OxyClean on it? Is that what it is? OxyClean? Uh, champs, it's hard for me to remember to wash my hands, let alone my food. Yeah, but you know what, Champ? You got a, you got a natural uh, resistance because all you eat is pizza. You know, and uh, any pizza when it comes out of the oven, that's some bitch's bacteria free. Especially if you throw some good pepperoni and Canadian bacon on it. I'll kill it. That's, I think, might be the cure to the virus in America, ladies and gentlemen, is we just all eat a lot of pepperoni and Canadian bacon. Paul Whitney says, just eat Twinkies and Ding Dongs, eat safe. Angela Fox says, dishwasher is a lie and you teach comedy. Fit is the shit. Uh, is that their slogan? Fit is the shit. Use it. I'm going to wash some strawberries too. Champ had a great one today. Champ does uh, pizza reviews on his, um, on his uh, Facebook Live and, and they're good pizza reviews. I mean, it's an enter he's entertaining with the way he does them, you know, without you know, being a jerk. He's, he's good. He's good. And uh, if you like pizza, here's a guy who knows a little bit about it. All right. Randy, are you still here? There you go. Kiss my butt, Randy. There you go. There's a bobblehead. <laughs> and this is uh, Miguel Montero. I guess this was Subway Sandwich night. Maybe they're just trying to fight off that whole ugly Jared. I lost a lot of weight by just uh, eating little kids. Uh, controversy they had. Boy, that screwed them up. Uh, it's one of those cool ones with a baseball bat that comes loose. Look at that. Look at that. That way, um, if you're going to store it, you can take it out and don't worry about it being broke in storage. Interesting thing about this, uh, the player's name is Miguel uh, Montero. And on his shirt that night, maybe it was uh, Latino Heritage Night, it says Los Diamondbacks. Los D-Bucks. Los D-Bucks. So, uh, you know what? Uh, and I don't want to say this, but like some of the work on this one is not the best. They need to answer for that. Notice the white stripe down the middle. Okay. I don't know if you can see it, but the painting on it's a little sloppy. It slops out and there's no need for that. There's no need for that at all. Otherwise than that, hat's good, good bobble, good facial features, uh, insignia, all that. And of course, the... Um, this the uh, ball bat which can be taken out i kind of like that so i give this one an a plus it's uh it's got a good beat and you can dance to it miguel montero okay subway night uh, removable baseball bat good bobble we do not collect these we just have them we are the owners of them we are the way station we are we are the here's what i am when it comes to bobbleheads are you listening, Randy? I'm not a collector. What am I? Someone asked. Go, what are you? Let me see it. Let me see it. I want to see. I want to see it. I want to see it. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, back, um, he's in Morgantown, West Virginia. Uh, champ is uh, Angela Fox says, if only it were OxyClean, that would really make you sick. It's made from grapefruit. Grapefruit. What am I in relation to bobbleheads? I am not a collector. I'm going to tell you what I am. I am the ferryman. See, somewhere from when the bobblehead is bought or given away 
at a major league ballpark on one of those magical summer nights when dad's taking the kids to the game. And dad is, is still living out his childhood and gets one, is giggling about it, or gets make sure that his son has one. His son gets to go home, hold it close to him on the whole ride. From there to being thrown in a fucking trash heap and crushed up and recycled into bad porcelain teeth for cheap dentists to stick in working class people's mouths. I am the ferryman between the bobblehead living its life as a bobblehead and then being destroyed in a landfill. Because if I didn't come in and buy it, that's where we go. So we take it on the rest of its journey. Therefore, Mike the ferryman on the river sticks. Only the weird thing is we pay the toll because we're buying the bobblehead. See, in that, of course, in that uh, mythology, you had to, uh, you had to pay the uh, 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 ferryman. You had to uh, pay him, you know, and then he took you on your journey to um, your final destination. That's who I am. I'm the ferryman. And I don't make the, di- I don't make the uh, bobbleheads pay at all. All right, let's get to the music. Man, I don't even know if I should do these two albums because I won't be able to give enough, uh, uh, I won't be able to give enough time to them. How much time do I have, Cheryl? I'm way over here. That's the kind of help I get on this show. Huh? Nine minutes. Okay. First album. Personal favorite of mine. From when I was a kid, when I first heard, when I first heard their version of Season of the Witch, I did not know who they were. I did not know anything about them. The radio was on and a sound came out. Do you remember those points in your life? They usually happen when you were young. When you had the radio on and then all of a sudden some sound came out. And you went, what is that? It's what happened to a lot of kids in the Elvis era. Where all of a sudden there was Elvis blasting out of the radio. The Beatles era. First time I heard Bruce Springsteen when I was working a midnight shift in an infirmary. infirmary, And I had the radio on. I was doing meds. And I heard a song. I can't remember the song. And I was so excited about his song. I called the radio station. Got the DJ. went, who is that? He went, Bruce Springsteen, man. He's from New Jersey. Okay. Those type of things. I had a similar experience when I heard this these men's version of Season of the Witch. If you know Donovan, you know that was one of his big hits. Oh, no, must be the season of the witch. Theirs is totally instrumental. All right? This is an album that was called The Super Session. The Super Session was put together by Mike Bloomfield, Al Cooper, who I've talked a lot about, about a lot on this show, and Stephen Stills. Mike Bloomfield, Al Cooper, and Stephen Stills. One side is Cooper and Bloomfield. The other side is Cooper and Stills. Side two is Steve Stills, who later on, who had uh, at the time was either in or had just left the Buffalo Springfield. Uh, and of course, went on to uh, form supergroup Crosby, Stills, Nash, sometimes young, Taylor and Reeves. Uh, Side two is Stephen Stills and Al Cooper. And doing it takes a lot to laugh. It takes a train to cry. The Dylan tune. If I don't make it, you know my baby will. Harvey's tune, written by Harvey Brooks, the great legendary session man, uh, bass player Harvey Brooks. Uh, you Don't Love Me. And then their version of Season of the Witch, which just was one of the hottest things I'd ever heard. Okay. Uh, then side A is Mike Bloomfield and Al Cooper. Doing Albert Shuffle. 
which is a great, great blues thing. You go, wow, maybe B.B. King must have written this. This must be an old uh, Howlin' Wolf thing. But no, they wrote it together. Uh, stop. If you're old enough to remember the James Gang, stop. Joe Walsh's original band. Uh, it was written by a guy named uh, Jerry Ragavoy, who was actually a music, music producer. Um, his name is on a lot of songs, including that one. It is, uh, I've always wondered if Jerry was one of those producers that when young songwriters had a song, when I can get it published, of course, uh, I'd want my name on the song because um, his work is really spotty. Man's Temptation, His Holy Modal Majesty by uh, Cooper and Bloomfield, and really. So um, on side one, my favorite song is Albert Shuffle. If you want to hear just a cool, cool, cool instrumental, the whole, band, the whole thing is, I believe, instrumental. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Season of the Witch by Stephen Stills and Al Cooper. You will have heard something old that is new and exciting and fantastic and fantastic artistry. I'm trying to see who else was on the band here. Uh, Bloomfield Electric Guitar. Mike Bloomfield, known for farming the electric flag. Uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the really the prototypes of uh, uh, of uh, blues rock in the early '60s. Okay, just incredible guitarist with them. Uh, play guitar in some of Bob Dylan's most important albums. Okay, um, had an untimely demise due to a a little heroin problem. Uh, he's on it. Stephen Stills is on it. We know about him. Al Cooper. We've talked about him a lot on the show. What he's done. Hell, uh, farm blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, played organ on the song Like a Rolling Stone. Had ever played organ before. <coughs> great, uh, great solo artist and discovered and produced Leonard Skinner and I believe Marshall Tucker. Harvey Brooks, bass on just some of the best music in the world. And Barry Goldberg on electric piano. So uh, check out this album. If you want to hear something truly inventive and creative, it's called Super Session. Mike Bloomfield, Al Cooper, and Stephen Stills. All young all kind of at the beginning of it. Now, this next album, I could probably go on about an hour about these guys, and I don't think we've talked about them on the show. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the Bay Area in the 60s, there was, uh, I forget what they called them, but they were the, the four, big four of uh, Bay, Area, Bay Area psychedelic bands coming out of, say, from 1965 up to 1968, uh, even though there were a lot of other bands this was the big four, and they were uh, The Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane, Big Brother and the Holding Company, and Quicksilver, Quicksilver Messenger Service. So, you know, mainly by this time known as Quicksilver, all right? And uh, this was a kind of really different sound for them than what they had done earlier, okay? So... Uh, this had, uh, was much more piano-driven, okay, uh, as opposed to, uh, look at this. You see young men playing, having fun, acting like cowboys. All right? Bunch of kids in San Francisco having the time of their life who actually were ungodly, ungodly talented. Uh, I'm trying to look for some more information for you here. Uh, the lead guitarist, John Cipollina, was just stunning. Just stunning. The things he did with a guitar... Uh, Greg Elmore, drums and percussion. I think he went on and played with the several other notable bands. Uh, Nicky Hopkins, okay? Piano, organ, Celeste, Hopsichord, Doug, uh, and David Freeberg, all right, on a uh, viola, bass, guitar. Brought a lot of violin into this band. 
this was a little different than their earlier sounds, which were psychedelic and guitar-oriented, uh, because they had uh, they really kind of feature Nicky on this. Uh, his version of Shady Grove. Wow. You know, if you want to hear something that, uh, and by the way, the guitar work by Cipollina is fantastic on Shady Grove. Flute song, three or four, Fleet from Home, Too Far, Holy Moly, Side 2, Joseph's Coat, Flashing Loathsome, Words Can't Say, and then a stunning, stunning, one of those long songs that just takes you from one place to another place and then brings you right back and drops you off safely after a wonderful musical excursion. Edward the Mad Shirt Grinder. Once again, instrumental, 10 minutes long, improvisational, heavy on uh, keyboards, uh, but still with the psychedelic vibe. Quicksilver Messenger Service are one of the great uh, and probably most forgotten of the big four. Uh, their lead singer, right when they're going to break big, went to prison for uh, drugs. Cipollina uh, died early of a terrible disease. Um, they had some internal squabbles, of course. I saw them much after their heyday. You know, if I tell somebody I saw somebody in 1973, they go, wow, that was a long time ago. But if you saw Quicksilver in 73, you felt a little like, eh, man, I, shot, I should have seen him seven, eight years ago. But hell, I was only 16 or 17 in 73, so how could I have? Uh, anyway, if you really want to listen to music of an era that does not seem dated, okay, listen to Shady Grove and Edward the Mad Shirt Grinder, Okay, by Quicksilver off the, uh, yeah, off the Shady Grove album. And don't forget to listen to my man, Al Cooper. Okay, Al Cooper uh, and YouTube, uh, Albert Shuffle and uh, Season of the Witch. And you go, Jesus Christ, those people work good. How the fuck did Journey ever even sell a single record? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to wrap up. I'm going to be back tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Please go to ComedySchools.com and please uh, buy a ticket for the Sunday night show. Tony Vizic presents Sunday Night's Funnier. Please do. It's a great show. Uh, you help out the comics. You help out charity. You help out yourself. Uh, also, if you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy, I have another free intro this Tuesday night. Coming up, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Just go to ComedySchools.com and click on the link, and you're there. All right. That's it. We're leaving. Thank you. Bye-bye.